44 to 46. These two very short stories, parables that Jesus told. And we're going to look at them and think about what, what they might have meant for the people at the time and what they might mean for us now. And we'll think first about verse 44. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. Now in Jesus' day, there were no banks. There were no safe deposit boxes. There was no way that people had to safely lock up the stuff that they had. And so burying things was quite a common way of keeping your possessions safe. Either safe from thieves who were around in the area or safe if your country was invaded. If people came in, they might have looted whatever they could find in the houses, um, in the farmlands. And so actually buying stuff underground was quite a common thing that people would have done. But sometimes the people who had buried that treasure, their own you know, possessions, the stuff that was valuable to them, sometimes they might have died. And that might just have been naturally, or if they were involved in a, in a conflict, in a war, then they might have passed away during that. And if they hadn't told anybody else where this treasure was, then that would remain as hidden buried treasure that nobody knew where it was. And so when Jesus is telling the story to his disciples about a man discovering hidden treasure, for them that would, that would have kind of seemed, yeah, that, that's definitely plausible. That's something that could easily occur, um, you know, in the area where we are. And we don't know who this man was. We don't know if he was maybe an agricultural worker. He might have been working in that field, digging, you know, digging up, sowing, whatever he was doing when he discovered the treasure. Or he could just have been somebody kind of wandering by and the treasure might have been kind of unearthed by erosion, by natural means, and he may have discovered it that way. We don't know who he was. But what we do know is that when he discovered it, he was overcome with joy. The treasure, whatever it was, was had such huge value um, that he couldn't contain the joy that he felt. He couldn't just look at it uh, and think, yeah, that's nice, or ooh, I like that. Or he, he didn't think, that's nice treasure, but it's not my field. It doesn't belong to me as somebody else's. He was so overcome with joy that he felt he needed to do something about it. And I wonder if you've experienced joy like that or excitement at discovering something, at finding something. It might be something you shared earlier. It might be um, something like supporting a, a team at the Olympics and they win gold. That joy, that excitement you feel that your team has achieved something. It might be um, exam results. Maybe realizing you've got what you were hoping for, that you've been able to, um, to move on to the university or whatever that you, were, you were looking for. Might be unwrapping a Christmas present or a birthday present and discovering it's exactly what you wanted. It's what you've been waiting for for the whole year. That just joy and that, oh, I've got it, finally. Um, it might be that you're out wandering about Cambone, Pokemon hunting, and you discover a rare Pokemon that you've been waiting for, for for weeks and weeks, and you've got it. Imagine that joy that you have. And so for this man, that joy just overwhelms him. He knows that he is, needs to have that treasure. He is desperate to have it. And it's, it's not worth him holding on to anything that he's got. Everything that he has pales in comparison to the treasure that he has discovered. Nothing is worth him saying, well, actually, you know what? I don't want to sell this. I don't want to get rid of this. Because of the, the treasure that he has found, the potential for what he could have is worth him selling everything giving up everything to pursue getting that treasure. And then we have the story of the pearl merchant in the next couple of verses. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. 
And this is a parallel story, but a little bit of a difference. Whereas in the first story, the agricultural worker, if, if that was who he was, was likely to have been quite poor, wouldn't have had a lot of money. That person, when discovering the treasure in the field and wanting it, would have had to scrape together everything they had. That wouldn't have been an easy task, giving up literally everything that he had, um, gathering stuff together to sell it, to get enough to just manage to buy this field. Whereas a pearl merchant would have been a very wealthy person. This wasn't just somebody who sold pearls on to rich people who wanted pearls. This was a person at the kind of top of the business chain who was actually going around scouting out, finding new pearls, looking for, um, for new items of value purchasing them and then selling them on to the people who sold, that, sold them on to others. He was a businessman, he knew his stuff. Um, this would have been somebody who was used to dealing with huge sums of money, to receiving money and um, to selling stuff on. And he finds this pearl, which again just blows his mind in terms of the value of it. This is not just something that he's seen before. This is something which is hugely significant, worth so much more than anything he has already, that it is worth him giving up everything. It's worth him selling everything that he had in order to have enough for this one thing, this one pearl. And the pearls weren't as common um, to find there. They were quite rare in that time. And so they would have been incredibly valuable. He doesn't sit there and work out how much he needs to get rid of. He doesn't say, okay, well, I've got all this stuff. If I sell this amount of it, well, that'll be enough for the pearl and I can hold on to this stuff. He doesn't kind of sit there and rationally walk out of the mass. He says, this pearl that I've found, this thing is so, such incredible value that it is worth me giving up everything else. It's worth me um, getting rid of all the rest of the stuff that I have for this one thing. And Jesus is saying that this is what the kingdom of heaven is like. And it's really important to be clear that what we don't mean is that the kingdom of heaven is something that we can buy. It's not something that we can achieve if we have enough stuff, if we pay enough to get it. Um, the Bible's clear that salvation comes as a free gift from God because of what Jesus has done. Um, and Ephesians 2, verses 8 to 9 says to us, um, it's by grace that you've been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it's a gift from God, not by works so that no one can boast. And so it's not something that if we've done enough good stuff, or if we've given up enough that we're going to be able to earn. That, that's not what he's meaning, that's not what he's talking about. What Jesus is talking about is the response that we might have when we discover the treasure of the kingdom of God, when we discover who God is, what he's done for us through Jesus, when we discover the gift that God has given us, that Jesus lived on earth, that he died and that he, was, he rose again for us so that we can have a relationship with God. When we discover that treasure, that should give us the joy to say, you know what, this is worth everything. This is all I want. It's not worth me holding on to the security I had before, security in money or job or whatever, the, the stuff that we, we like as a kind of comfort blanket. Actually, this is worth everything to pursue this. This is worth me giving up everything to follow. For the two men in the story, they discovered something that had such incredible worth that it was worth them giving up everything for. And I wonder if, I wonder if that might be your experience of God, of his kingdom. One commentary describes the kingdom of God like this. New life in God's kingdom is much more than going to heaven when we die, although that will be wonderful. 
kingdom life is here and now. It's knowing the Father, the King. It's listening to his voice. It's having his peace, his joy, his love, and his power. It's the best life possible. Jesus said, I have come so that they can have life. I want them to have it in the fullest possible way. That's from John 10.10. Life outside of the kingdom of God is way less than God intended it to be. It's not full life because it's life that is separate from God. And I wonder if anybody, when we were talking earlier about something you might have discovered, I wonder if, if any of that was to do with, with God. Or if there's something that you've discovered about God in your relationship with him and your walk in your life that gives you that joy that says, this is what I want to pursue. This is what I want to spend my life aiming towards. This is such incredible value. At the end of last term, we asked our young people um, over at Extreme one Sunday morning about what they had learned about God over the past year. And some of what they said speaks about that treasure in the kingdom. One person said, I discovered that God is with you and me. That God has a plan and that God loves me no matter what or who I am. And in some sense, it's easy to just, you know, to, to think of them and think, well, yeah, I, I know that, especially if we've grown up through church. Yeah, I get that. You know, you look at the treasure, you think, oh, well, yeah, that's nice. But do we really grasp the value of that? Do we really get how incredible it is that God loves us no matter what, no matter who we are, that he is with us and that he has a plan for us? Is that not something worth pursuing? I wonder if you feel you're willing to give up what you have in order to pursue that. For some of you, maybe you haven't heard about the kingdom of God before, or actually you haven't experienced it in a way that leads to that joy. There might be something that seems a little bit alien. And God reveals his kingdom to us through the Bible and through his Holy Spirit. His Holy Spirit lives within us if we ask him to. Um, and it might be that you want to take some time to read through the Gospel of Matthew, where, where there's all these different stories about the kingdom of heaven, which we're, we're looking at through this month. Just get to grips a little bit more with that, of what does it actually mean to live in the kingdom of heaven? What does it mean to, um, to have that as a fundamental part of who we are? And in the Lord's Prayer, one of the lines that we say is, your kingdom come. What would it look like if that was our prayer to say, God, I want your kingdom to come. I want to see your kingdom here on earth now in my life. And I want that to be such that actually it just captures me, that it's all that I want to pursue. We're going to have a few minutes just now just to reflect on that idea of what is it God has given to us? What is that treasure that you've maybe experienced or that we read about in the Bible? And what might our response be? It's a time to thank God for what he's done for us, for the incredible value of the sacrifice that Jesus made. And to thank him that whether we are rich and whether we are, you know, like the wealthy man, think that we have a lot of stuff to offer, or whether like a poor person who's just walking in a field actually have pretty much nothing, whatever, wherever we feel that we are, that we have something to offer back to God. Um, and so during this time, just feel free to have a few minutes just to sit quietly and reflect. We're going to sing a song which you might want to join in with, which helps us to think about that, that, um, the things that we might want to, to surrender, to give up to God. It might be you want to chat to someone sitting next to you about what you're thinking. 
um, or you want to pray with somebody who's sitting near you, or you might want to write something down that you want to remember, and feel free to write it down or to use your phone if, if that's helpful. But we're just going to have a few minutes just to, to reflect on that idea of that treasure of the kingdom of God and how we might respond to that. Thanks, John.